Barrel Surf Podcast. 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 Yeehaw! Okay, here we are with our new toy. <laughs> Barrel Surf Podcast. Coming to you from the wilds of the yeehaw. southwest of Western Australia. We've got a new toy in the studio. It's a bit of fun. It's our new Roadcaster Pro. I shouldn't even say that because they're not sponsoring us. But hello, welcome to Barrel Surf Podcast. Naomi here with you. Getting a bit carried away there. But we are back in the shed quarters. It's been a little while since we've been back here. And um, yeah, good to have you back uh, in the uh, shed quarters T-Bone. Fucking stoked to be back, mate. Yeah. And that's a sick little toy we've got there. Lights up the shed very nicely. It's not the usual toy that Azzy has in his shed, but... <laughs> you guys have been re- referring to... <laughs> had to come. <laughs> referring had to, to come. a toy a lot without really uh, going into detail about what yeah, this toy it's is. It's, just a, re- it's a mixing desk, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, that's, it is. That's what it is. DJ Namu is back in his natural element. He's fucking touching buttons the whole time we're talking to him now. He's got all these colourful lights. We've, we've progressed from our simple recorder there's something big and fancy. Uh, Thanks for coming, Adzi. I'd like to give you a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> well done, mate. I'm pretty sure the last two nights Nami's just been at home. Can you change his voice as well? And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Would you like Adzi to sound like some sort of, I, I don't know, a robot? I like surfing and I like big tubes. T-Bone's <laughs> a little robot. Mickey Mouse, he likes little tubes. Okay, come on then. Settle down. <laughs> do, an, do a whole episode. No, oh, mate. That's no, a be, good way to lose listeners messed, right yeah, there. That'd be messed up. On, a, on behalf of the, the podcast team, T-Bone, Namu and Azzy, we apologise for that. But it won't happen again. That was pretty funny. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> oh God. tell you what, shit ton of stuff going on in the uh, world of surfing, boys. It's been so much fucking competitive Ooh. surfing going on over the l- last month, Nemo. There's been fucking events going on everywhere. QE, fucking CT. It's been all happening. Challenger. Challenger. Yeah. yeah. One question for you before we go any further. Where would you rather have a, a uh, Wazzle Comp? Nias or oh, bloody Jesus. wherever the hell. Oh, it was Nias or um, was it the Rio comp that was on at the same time? I think time? it was El Salvador at the time. Yeah, it was maybe. around about the same same timing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, El Salvador did show one sign in that second day when um, uh, Griffin Colapinto was going fucking ham. Yeah. But apart from that, it was just, yeah. And was I just. mean, at the end of the day, they could have gone to Nias and I've been to Nias and it can be freaking two to three foot for a couple yeah. of weeks easy in the middle was, of the season. So, a lot of, yeah, was, a know. lot of it was sort of two to three foot and then it sort of picked up for the last couple of days, I think. Well, you, know, you know what? Um, as much as Nias is awesome and if it was eight to ten foot, I'd like to watch the CT there. But if it's four foot Nias, four to five foot and a couple of tubes, I find three to four foot Chopu very monotonous to watch Yeah, because – Every single surfer on the CT can get as deep and long as they possibly can at a Chopu three to four footer and come yeah. out. And that's all they're going to do is get a barrel and come out, get a barrel, come out. And I think four foot 
Nias would look the same, in all honesty. As yeah, much yeah. as I know the argument that everyone's like, oh, haha, the QS killed it. Well, the guys are at either Brazil or this and that. But unless it's like eight to 10 and roping or even six to eight, it would get, if you were to sit down and watch heat in, heat out of these guys, it would get, it's so perfect and it's it's not super long. It, it's so mechanical that it would get boring. Not boring, but it'd, it'd get very yeah, repetitive I know, I know very what you mean. Quickly, yeah. Whereas at least, um, you know, say El Salvador, it's got that length. Yeah, they got unlucky with the with mm. the um, conditions. But that one afternoon, it did look fucking yeah, fun. Yeah, but it, it it provides more difference on each wave. And if they did get it good, then mate, they would have killed it. They just got unlucky. I, what do you do? Yeah. I reckon I'd never get sick of watching Big Chopee. Because not, it, not it, big. Just, I didn't say big though. That's yeah, the thing. he said three to three to four foot. Yeah, yeah but. Three foot. Like if you're comparing it to um, Nias and Chopu, I think Ch- Chopu sort of has those little West Bowl ones and they have those deeper ones. It's sort of a little, it can be mixed up a little bit, whereas Nias, sort of that same takeoff spot. Yeah. It's such a perfect mechanical right hand. But I'd never get sick of watching 10 foot oh. Nias either. So No, he wouldn't. 10 yeah. foot anywhere is good to watch. Yeah, exactly. So you guys have both been to Nias. It's not that, doesn't seem, I've never been there. It doesn't seem like, like it's a very long wave. It's not super long. Not really, no. No. It's oh well it's definitely not super long. Catch a uh, barrel, a couple of turns and you're off, sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, not even not a couple even. of turns, really, in well, all honesty. That's, that's not a long wave, is no. it? No. But I mean it's a good done correctly, it's a good six or seven second tube. Yeah. Which is long enough. And then you could get, say, a three or four second tube, come out and do one really big turn. And then it, it goes goes fat very quickly. Goes yeah, into it. I mean, if if you're really frothing, you can keep riding it. But yeah, you can. It yeah. just sort of fattens into nothing, and yep. you just got a long pedal back out again. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. can do some cutback and stuff, but nothing that's ever going to get your points in a like left out front most of the time, sort of thing. Yeah, pretty much. But um, yeah, it's a mate. It's a very bizarre wave, Nias. Actually, I don't know. If, I mean, this is totally not in the agenda at all when we. Just set it out. But Mate, do you know what podcast we are? We're Barrel Surf Podcast. We're not any other podcast. It's fucking tangent away, mate. Okay. Well, mate, it's honestly one of the strangest fucking setups I've ever seen in my life. It's it's in this really long but narrow bay. Bay is probably only 2Ks wide, but it'd be like maybe 4 or 5Ks deep. Yeah, okay. And it's just bizarre how round and how tubing Nias is because it it's really deep i've never hit the bottom hardly anyone hits the bottom i mean the odd person has but hardly anyone does and it doubles up and spits and carries on like the shallowest of shallow tubes yet it's incredibly deep um you can paddle out the back from behind the wave without getting your hair wet, even when it's 10 foot. It's the, it's the best place to paddle out in. Yeah, it's bizarre. And you're jumping off, and either side of where you jump off in the keyhole is crazy white water. Like indicators is just up to your to your right, and that's like detonating across the reef. You wouldn't want to be anywhere near it. And then, the you know, the start of Nias proper is right there. Yeah, you've just got this one keyhole right in the middle. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, and you just jump out. It, it surges in and out, <laughs> but Mate, there's no white water. Yeah, even when when the earthquake lifted, I, I mean, I speak to some old crew that have been going there before the earthquake. The barrels just got better. I mean, some people say it's got better. The wave's shorter. Yeah, but it's just a such a perfection barrel. One one of those things, Samu. Yeah, um, mate, it barrels more. Uh, it's it's heavier. It doubles up more. 
breaks um, breaks when it's smaller, and it, and it breaks when it's smaller. But it is a bit shorter. I think what we're talking. I, th- I think it used to you used to get more turns down the line. Yeah, but um, it you know it barrels now. At three, you can get a tube out there when it's three foot, where you couldn't do that before. But what else is um, really strange about that wave is when it's big and you're sitting there and there's a set coming at you, it's so intimidating because it's like it's like it's a tidal wave because the whole bay, like we're talking like a big winter swell, the whole bay is actually filling up with water because it's so narrow and long and these long period swells. So when, you, when you're sitting there looking at a set coming, mate, it's stretching across the whole bay. You can see the other side of the bay. It's one big swell and you're convinced it's a big closeout coming. But it never, ever closes out. It just does not close out, not not even close. So when this wave's coming, man, you're freaking out. There's this whole set, you know, this whole wave coming straight towards you and there's a four-wave set and it's not just the waves that are coming at you. There's so much water in those long-period swells that's coming in and filling up the bay. It, it really is like a tidal movement that, mm. that literally fills the bay up with water and I think that's got something to do with why it tubes so much despite it being not that deep. Yeah. And then also the the currents are really weird. Like if you're stuck in that white water, man, it's so hard to make the five-metre jump out to the channel. Just to the left, yeah. Just to the left, yeah. You, you're only five metres, but you just can't get there. You just keep getting rolled by these white waters and washed down the point. Then as soon as you do make the jump, it's got this nice little current that just takes you straight yeah, back you out. You can have a bit of a break when you're you out can there too. Have a too. break, and then and it takes you back to the takeoff spot, and then you get to the takeoff spot, and there's no current at all. Like you're just sitting there. It's just the most perfect setup yeah. ever, really. It's there's a lot more going on than just the wave. I, yeah. I feel like it's got a lot to do with the bay and the and the mass water movement. Yeah, so, so it was a pretty sick event anyway. So uh, yeah, I don't know if you boys watch any of it. Yeah, watch a bit of it. Yeah, I um, Ant Man Paddo won it before. I know that much. Long time ago, yeah. Uh, so young Aussie Marlon Harris beat uh, South African Geordie Marie in, uh, and young Marlon scored a ten in the final, the only ten of the event. A ten, really good on you, Cobber. And uh, in the women's mate, former CT Kiwi surfer Paige Harib won the women. Yeah, right. final beating Getting amongst uh, it. I saw um, Willow Hardy doing a big Rio out there. She was obviously. Um, over there for it. She was in Nias and she and was what yeah. a little combination of events. So I mean, you've got the uh, the Nias Pro, and you've obviously got the Kruy as well. Both events delivered, eh? Oh, sick waves! Kruy look fun. Shout out to uh, a couple of the surfing WA boys over there doing some commentating, living their best lives. I was going to smiling in Billy James, and who else was over there? Bunga, Bunga, Mark Cliff. No, you mentioned Willow there. Hardy there, uh, Adzi. She yeah. was um, she actually did really well. She made the final of the pro ju- junior. Didn't act, did, unfortunately didn't take it out, but um, she did really well. Young Willow Hardy is that in Nias? Gruy, oh Gruy, not sure Gruy. how she went in Nias. Yeah, not I sure. Saw, if she I saw an Instagram it. clip of her today doing a Rio and saying thanks Nias or something, blah blah blah. So I guess she was there. I'll tell you what, Willow, congratulations, you've you've done beautifully. Good on you, Willow. Good on you, Willow. <laughs> Yeah, good job. You see uh, Jesse Mendes is uh, flying the flag for Italy now. Is he really? Italia. Yep, so he's obviously he, he realises he'll never go to the Olympics representing Brazil. So don't blame you, mate. Um, yeah, but he, he was You know ripping. what I would do in that situation? What would you do now? Exactly the same thing. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Mm. Get on the Olympic team, that'd be fun. Um, when is the Chopu Olympics? 2024. Oh, 24? Yeah, because the... 
the um, Japanese was it Jap- Japan? Yeah, the Japanese games were a year late because of COVID. Yep, which was twenty twenty one. Twenty one. Oh, so it's a long way away still. I, mean, I was listening to a podcast today um, about the Olympics and and about you know how how it's so confusing and all the qualifications, which always has been. But they said this for Chopu. There's a a universal a wild card. They didn't call it a wild card, but they it was like a universal spot or something for Kelly. It's basically being created for Kelly. That's a consensus. They didn't. No one said that specifically, but everyone knows that's what it's for. And uh, mate, I think a wild card. Yeah, basically they didn't call it a wild card, but it was wow. like a universal spot. You know, for for. Yeah, you know, someone who, uh, yeah, that they get to choose, I guess. Sick. And it's, yeah. it was obviously created for Kelly. And, and, mate, I think I think he deserves to. Can, absolutely. Yeah, he deserves to be in the Olympics. It he, was a, and it made me think it was a little bit of a shame that he wasn't there in the first one, just because it was the first one. You yeah, know? thanks, John John. But yeah. you know, Your knee's <laughs> fucked, mate. Sit it out, for fuck's sake. Yeah. yeah. You know what, though? I mean, I know Kelly didn't go to Brazil or El Salvador, but he probably could have even qualified on his own rights, right? Or has oh, he got to surf next couple no, of years? No, mate, to it's make got it. all got to do with these like um, into uh, I, I can't even remember what they call ISA. I, ISA games and all these things that all these hoops everyone's got to jump through like in the six to twelve months leading up to it. So it's pretty not, sure if yeah. you're in the top two um, from your nation within the top ten year prior to the Olympics, you get automatic selection. And then whatever country wins the ISA games actually gets three spots instead of two. I heard right? that from okay. the lipped. Podcast today, yeah, that's what it was. It was lips. I, I, yeah. I listened to that yesterday. Mate, that was a really good episode. Like lip guys are, mate, they're they're fucking awesome. We love them. Like, Jimmy Kale and um, it's uh, uh, Harry, Harry, isn't it? Yeah, Dumper. Yeah. Those guys are on fucking fire. Mate. They're on a on a on a. They really absolute, are. Yeah, the um, the interview they did with Eric Logan, who's the CEO of yeah. of surfing, was fucking sensational. Like they he went pull, at him, didn't he? Yeah, they went at him. They didn't pull any punches him. and. And without being rude, but they just, mate, it's like... Jimmy's an MMA guy. He's not going to pull your punch. That's <laughs> it. But it's just nice to see that, you know, they, they talk about these things and complain about these things. N- not complain, but I mean, that's just a, it's a... They're just talking points of, you know, what they would like to see in the WSL. And when they got the big dog on there, they they just said, well, this is what we think. And and I actually think that guy's going to come away from it and go, you know what? These guys were fucking right about a couple of points and maybe yeah, maybe sure. they'll get their changes um heard you know so uh no it was really good check it out it, yeah, uh, on your lips. yeah lips podcast like a sick one. yeah i mean it was a good question that he asked about uh, you know you're trying to get more viewership and, and and a bigger audience and then he started talking about the mid-season cut and the and you know basically jacko and you know whoever i mean who gives a fuck what they do i mean how are you gonna how are you gonna build more viewers if there's only really it's, it's all about the top five yeah, I, I don't know about that point though, because I mean everyone's been saying that. Oh, you tried to increase the um, interest and the and the criticalness of of each event by having this cut and that, and now you got these people who are effectively putting their heels up and and cruising. I don't really think that's the case because you can put your heat, feet up and fucking cruise, but mate, crunch time's still going to come. Crunch time, it's still going to be next year. He's still going to have to. Requalify. There's no pressure. There's that's no. Ne- there's no pressure for those guys. This is this year. Yeah, yeah, but doesn't your? I mean, what your your results this year are still gonna affect next year. Aren't they, they don't count for qualification or anything for next year. Oh, so yeah. maybe the you, seeding. You can get last place in every single event 
for the rest of this year. And you still and you're still in the CT. Oh for yeah, next year. it starts again. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah. see. Oh no, okay, yeah, no. So I'm, next year starts with the current twenty-two in yeah. the men's clean slate, and yeah. the neck and the ten from the Changa series go yeah. on to it, enjoying those twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, right. So there so is, yeah. So blatantly, they're just totally cruising then. Well, but there's a whole there's a whole bunch of them, you know. There's no pressure. I mean, they yeah. obviously want to get prize money, but there's no pressure for them. Mm. But for those guys that are sponsored, because I know there's a few that aren't, they um, you know, there's there's placement, uh, you know, in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for to get a higher spot. There's um, fucking lost my mind. Incentive. In- fucking hell. There's incentive for you know finishing top ten, yeah. top five, all the rest of it from their sponsors. So mm. it's in their interest to do that. But someone like um, not to mention the money. I mean, if you are exactly, a Jacko you get, Baker you get or Cal money. Robson and exactly. you haven't got a big sponsor, mate. Yeah, big difference between finishing last and second prize money. I mean, it goes a long way, doesn't it? You finish second, and exactly. it's like, oh shit, that's a that's a yearly wage almost. You know, you finish first. That is. That is an annual wage for someone, 100 grand or 80 grand. No, so, it's 100 now. So it's it's obviously looking, I mean, it's 100% fills in the top five. Jack's very very likely. I guess what, what's going to be interesting is the last two events, Italo Griff, Ethan, Kanoa, Caltex, and Weather John's coming back. Just outside of that, boys, you've got Miggy Poops and Conor O'Leary as long shots to break into the top five. Got to ask you this, Azzy, who you, I mean, Jacko and, uh, sorry, Robbo and Phil are definites. Who yep. you, who are your other three that will make up the top five? Uh, well, give us your crystal ball. Well, as usual, I'm a biased motherfucker when it comes to Aussies, so I'm obviously going to go. I just, I think Ethan Ewing is is going to have a blinder at J Bay, providing yes. it's not clap those fucking hands. Providing it's not two foot, as long as they get a couple of five to six foot, they don't even have to be eight foot, as long as it's four to six. I think Ethan Ewing, and I'm sure he will pack. Pack some at at um, Chopu enough to get through. So I think Ethan Ewing's going to sneak in there. Uh, once again, was listening to some podcasts today and hearing about the intense work rate of Callum Robson. He's having one of those, you know, that standout rookie year. Sounds like he's working incredibly hard. Um, and I just think that when you're on it, on a bit of a roll and you're putting in that work, like. Your body's in shape. Your mind's in shape. Um, mate, I, I think he's – I'm, I'm claiming fucking three Aussies in the top five. So you've got you Ethan. Me? What do you got? Ethan, Caltex. Wow. Who's, your, who's your fifth one? Who's going to round it out? I think uh, Kanoa Igarashi. I think he's going to do really well in J-Bay. He's been Ooh. pretty consistent. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how he'll fare at Chopu. But no, I think he'll make semis. I think – yeah, I think he'll make semis. That's Italy, mate. J-Bay. Italy won J-Bay. I know he's made the final. No, uh, I, don't believe, I don't reckon he has. No. He's definitely made the final. Yeah, he's made the final in J-Bay. So, yeah. Islo is currently third, I think. Yep, third, yep. Mate, he's making, he's making the top five all, every day of the week. Reckon? So, it's, it's the last two. Who have you got now, mate? Well, I reckon Ethan Ewing will, will get in. Um, So, Jack Robbo is obviously second. I reckon Jack Robbo is... He's a sure. He's, sure. he's, he's pretty he much guaranteed. Yeah. J-Bay. Yep. I think he's guaranteed. His anyway. mindset is so. It seems like he's so zoned in. The new so, ice man. Yeah. So I, I can't say Robo missing out. He's gone from two years ago in qualifying to a potential yep. world champ. Um, he's like T Bone in a fucking 
take five safety fucking meeting. Oh, boys, guess He's what? Just in the zone. I, I don't talk about work, but my boss <laughs> listens to the podcast. Uh oh. Well, I better well, stop that. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I was talking up your focus and intensity watch, watch in those safety banking, meetings. So, yeah. you know, you it's all boss? good. He's on, he's on the Robbo wavelength when it comes what, to safety. T Bone's boss. He talks about work the whole time, even when he's at home. So. <laughs> Shout out to Elise. So, um, so who you got? Right, so I've got. Uh, Italo. As a, we're talking last yeah, three. Yeah, Felipe. We've got. Um, Felipe Robbo. and Jack are in no matter what. It's like. Mate, I'll put, I'll put 100 bucks on you slow making it. Um, I reckon Ethan Ewing. And I think the last position is going to be either. It's going to depend on whether um, John John comes back, but I reckon he won't. No, it's no way. Uh, so it's either going to be Griff, um, Kanoa, or Caltex, I reckon. One of those three. Yeah, not bad, not bad, not it, bad. I'd love for Callum Robson to get in because he's such a fucking legend. Yeah, yeah, young Aussie. Yeah, rounded off. But if he doesn't make it, I do think that he'll be back again because he's he's obviously got that focus and that that drive to just make a massive career out of out of pro surfing. So good on you, Caltex. Have you boys seen the forecast for Jaybo yet? No. no. What do you got, T mate? Uh, I I I don't have anything as he, but I I had a quick look. It looks like there's waves, but I I, I was looking for a big swell, like a, you know, like a big decent day at Jaybo. How I'm many days? Sure. How many days we got till it starts? I'm going to bring oh, it up. Oh, what now. have we got? The 12th of July. Is that 12th? So what date is it today? Well, while you guys are looking at the swell forecast, I'll give you I'll give you my top three. So, I mean, uh, so what what day is it? Start the twelfth. Yeah. You mentioned. Oh, good. mates. Oh, is it looking good? Oh Pumping. yeah. Okay. Oh fuck yeah, it's looking sick. Wednesday, big like mate. Looks like cold fronts are hitting there. Oh, what, what look like. out! White chocolate's going to yeah, make a look, late, late charge. Crazy of top five. stiff westerlies. Um. That's on the Tuesday, the 12th, it starts. Uh, swell picks up the next day. Big, big swell on th- Wednesday, Thursday with westerlies. Uh, so then long range is is dubious, but long range changes, especially down at the Cape of Good Hope yep. where the weather changes very quickly down there. But you'd have to say at this stage, what are we? It's a week out, so you can't take too much We're a while notice. Away. Yeah, but, mate, at this stage... Looks like freaking eight foot J Bay for the first. It always fucking... pumps just before the event. Well, let's hope that it it starts on the event. If it's eight foot J Bay and pumping, who you got, T Bone? Well, I've I've thrown white chocolate into my uh, fantasy team because yep. you just can't go past Jordy. Yep, Jordy at J Bay. Ethan, I mean, Ethan, I'm looking forward. I mean, J Bay is my. Probably the most most favourite event of the year because I just love J Bay. Love d- long You've right done handers. a lot. You've done a lot of time in J Bay. Love, love it. Oh yeah, it's looking really big. But I've, I've actually good. got Ethan Kanara as my power surface for J Bay, um, and love to see the goat. Is the goat going to J Bay? Oh, was he mate, staying at Candewis? Looking at that, if he's looking, he he is looking at that forecast right now, wherever he is in the world, and he's like, oh yeah. I'm going. I'm going to J Bay. Me, me toe prop. My, my toe injury's feeling a bit better all of a sudden. <laughs> Can you blame the guy not going? To fucking don't I blame mean, him at all. Why wouldn't he stay in Indo? Yeah, he's, he's in Indo. He's been at uh, Candui's. Mate, our man on the ground, Sammy Morrison's been fucking sniffing around the same lineups as him, and you know, is he staying at the Candouiville as well? Is he? No, he's got his own high, dry hide a boat. Sammy reckons um, pretty much by himself, I think, and. 
Yeah, he's just cruising around on his own boat. Well, I'll tell you what, Adzi, I was 500 k's bobbing off the coast of the northwest of Broome last week, and I felt that swell go under the vessel. Yeah, right. The the, and the you don't you don't feel mu- much swell under that. No, do you? it's 500 meters long, and um, some of the um the the mariners were saying it was a 22 second period swell that yeah. was passing through the night. Yep. And then the next day I wake up and I see Indo's just totally lit up. And yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Slater probably caught one of those swells that went <laughs> under your fucking gas rig. <laughs> I felt it move. Yeah, you caught it first, didn't you? I you, did, mate. You I wrote it down it the hallway to the fucking breakfast. The S- breakfast uh, sent a text to the goat, it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So have you guys um, done up your fantasy teams for J-Bay? No, nah, not at all. Too right. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even looked at mine. No, nah, T-Bay's How, how are you guys going in the rankings? Well, Yes, let's talk about Shit rankings. Else. Our fearless leader, DJ Namu, is back up in the echelons where he belongs. What are back you ranked there, in the mate. world? I think right. 140th or something. Not bad, not bad. I'll take it. But funnily enough, we have first and second in the world in the Barrel Surf Podcast League. Do you really? We do. Who are they? Couldn't tell you what they're oh, called. I thought you were going to say right me now. then. No, no, not you, T-Bain. You're okay. in the bottom 1%, I think. Um, let's see. <laughs> Too right, I am. At least you'll always beat me, T-Bone, don't worry. Well, I don't get out of bed in the middle of the night to adjust my team. I know, that's a problem, isn't it? Um, I'm not that committed. Well, you can't be that committed because if you're that committed, you're going to just be disappointed with everything. So, let's have a look. View the leaderboards. Number one in the world is the Fuzz. Not sure who the fuzz is, but the fuzz is number one. Chicken Joe Surf Club is number two, and they're oh, both the in the Barrel Surf Podcast League. So, wow. sorry, That's boys, cool. no prizes, but no, nah, they'll, they'll get a prize. They'll get some beers or whatever, or depends on where they are in the bit world, of, obviously. Bit of Forester Estate or I'm something. I'm 41. Where are you, Adzi? 41 in 41, the Barrel Surf Podcast. Mate, League. I have no idea. Where, What's your name again? Sunset Peaks or something? I don't know West, what my West fucking Peaks. name is, mate. I can't pick anyone. Oh, there um, you go. Look at this uh, leaderboard. We've got Sean O'Wright, number 17 in the world. Oh, Sean O. Fucking hell, Sean. Nice. Fucking killing mate, it, mate. Sounds like the Barrel Surf podcast really representing on a world scale here in the I fantasy. We are. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Sick. I'm not, though. Shout out Sean Wright. Fucking legend. Yeah. I'm fucking shocking at it. I, I had one event where... um. Yeah, put my picks in and then didn't didn't get back in time for the old fucking after the elimination round and yeah, what do you know? Um, when everyone is basically starting El to El Salvador, points, right? Yeah, I think so. El Salvador I, just got everyone out, I think. I don't, don't know. And I just like, mate, I started the whole comp with about three surfers. This <laughs> is like, not going to pan out well. All anyway. right, boys, give us your uh, picks for J Bay Nemo. Who's going to take it out, men or women? Um, women, I think it's either going to be Carissa or Steph. Or if it's not Chris or Steph, do we know if Bronte's got a wild card? Oh, not sure. Well, she's over. She's over there now in the Bolito Pro. Yeah. So, she, mm. mate, you might find that she's in the draw. Who sponsors the um, J Bay one? Anyone know? It's probably Corona. They've seen a sponsor the Corona, whole tour. Yeah, Corona J Bay. Oh yeah, yeah. It used yep, to yep. be Billabong, but um, Corona. I'm glad you had an answer because we asked a lot of questions, but we. Don't have many answers. Right, we've got <laughs> all the answers. What are we talking about? <laughs> all right. So with currents, um, I'm I'm Corona calling, open. Right, you so got Riss or, or Steph, mate? Just go out in a limb, one or the other. Um, like Steph's on the way back, mate. Seven times world oh. champ. She's coming. 
Yeah, well, she won it. She loves the point break, obviously. The only, well, all right, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Steph Gilmore will beat Caroline Marks in the final. Ooh. She has got a wicked backhand. She's she's the female hockey, if you ask me. I'll, I'll tell you what, Caroline Marks said J-Bay's <laughs> going to be absolutely cooking, bro. Yeah, cooking. I'm, I'm going Steph as well. Steph. Yeah, you can't go she, past her. Well, you know, it's the point break thing and then it's also that, you know, she seems to – she's slipped a bit from the limelight a little, you know, I think it – and then she's made a comeback with the win. I think tell you what, she, she's going to make – She it, loved it, that win over in – Comeback time Salvador, she? she had a good She'll time. win here and then it's game on for trestles, you know. Yep, yep. What about you, t Boys, I'm calling Marxie. Marxie. Mm-hmm. Marxie yeah. is going to, this is going to be her, her, she actually won a victory in the CT. She's won a CT. Yeah, she's she? won a couple. Yeah. Yep. She so won the Quicksilver approach. I think that, she's uh, going to uh, come back and take this out. Yeah. Uh, what about the men's? Ooh, that's a tough one, mate. That's a tough one. I'm actually going to call Kanoa into this one. There right. you go. I yeah. think, I think he'll finally get it done. He's come close. He's made quarters, semis, but I think he's going to get the job done this time. We might see a Kanoa Robo final. I reckon Robo is cherry right for another victory mm. at Jabo. I reckon he's right up there. You claiming Robo? Robo could win the next two comps. He could, but who you call it? Who you claiming? All right, I'm going to put Robo. Okay. Yep. Yep. Robo. Oh fuck! All those natural foot. I reckon the natural footer is going to win. It could be Kelly. Could be Robo. Could be Callum Robson. Could be Kanoa. Could be Griff. Geordie. Geordie. I mean, even, so hard. even I mean, yeah. They, they right, here's the question up. for you: What yeah. the fuck's going on with Kalohe? Uh, Seriously, mate, he's disinterested. He's yeah, I don't know what's happening because he could win it too. Is that no? Never no, give up on Kalohe, no, mate. He can't I know, he just no fucking he, give he up can't on him. Fucking win it. He's a fucking good, good, good dude. I like him Maybe as well. Maybe I was wrong about you, Kalohe. <laughs> you just, you're just a big dicked fucking. <laughs> QS battler, he's mate. not. He's not winning Jabo. Nah, no nah. way. Not against. I don't when, you, think when you're throwing those other names around, he just can't. I can't see him rising to the occasion. Right. You've heard it here first on Barrel Podcast. Kalohe and Dino for the W, mate. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put a four pack of cheeky monkeys on it. I'm claiming Ethan Ewing. Yeah, I mean that's EA. providing it's above three foot the whole time. That's like a fucking. Beautiful work of art. Right, so I'm so excited so to watch men and women, Adzi. Steph and Ethan. T Bone. Got Marxi and Kanoa. And I've got Kalohe and Steph. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. All right, let's move on to another uh, part. Mate, uh, uh, what was uh, I uh, oh, Just with J Bay, one of the best things about J Bay and WA is the time zone. Oh, it's, it's so good. fucking so good. It's bleak Starts time right now or is it? About um, lunchtime, isn't it? Is he about, about your lunchtime yeah, on the job site? Yeah. Just, well, yeah. Tools down, boys. You know, and especially if they get off to a late start or whatever, you get home at three or four and you've just got, yep. you know, you've got a good six hours ahead of you. Come home from work. Love bang it, it on. Have a beer. Indeed. Fucking crack a forest of red. Get Trev to fucking rub on out for you. and uh, yeah, Rub have on some, out for you? Yeah, a knot in your muscles. Right, okay, yeah. good. And... Uh, that's, that's not athletic the, greens. That's where do you, f- that's where do you not fit the a cheeky monkey and all that fucking goodness there? <laughs> Mate, I did say a beer at the start. I yeah. don't generally get that service from Trev when I head into the Dunn. No, well, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. But, uh, okay. No, it's a good time zone for us. And, and the last two 
have been shit out time zones. All right, us. so is that our J-Bay talk done? I think we are. Are we finished there? We yeah, I think so. Oh, J-Bay's right. fucking sick. Did anyone mention that? Fuck, fucking the best. sick. Hey, guys, this is Seth Muniz. Thanks for tuning in to Barreled Surf Podcast. Aloha. I'll tell you what, boys. My back's a bit sore. Yeah, mate, my gluteus maximus has been slapped around like a 70s <laughs> porn star on a few reefs up north. What can I do to ail my pain? What can you do, T-Bone? That's fucking easy, mate. Go see Trevor at Down South Physio. And all these buddies, they'll sort you out, give you a rub down, make you stretch, get you on the Pilates machine and get you back in the water where you need to be. Yeah, Trev, Down South Physio. You. Sitting here in the shed quarters, the... Barreled Podcast Studio, and uh, I've been thinking about my health lately a little bit. What about you, T-Bone? Mate, AG, Athletic Greens, 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source nutrients in one convenient daily serving. How can you beat that, Azzy? No, it's a good start to the day. Uh, I, I went a couple of weeks up north without it, unfortunately, Ooh. and uh, now I'm back home and i got a fresh pack and, uh, yeah, look forward to my morning routine. Straight out of the shower and into some AG1 gets me on the right track early yeah. in the morning. Hook into it first up and its uh, benefits are ongoing. So, uh, yeah, take control of your health these days and get into Athletic Greens. Get on to athleticgreens.com forward slash barreled podcast. Get yourself a whole bunch of bonuses and goodies and look after your health. Support the podcast. You. You. Good afternoon, Bone with a T. How are you, mate? I am bloody excellent, mate. It's been quite chilly and you know what it, you know what happens when it gets chilly in the southwest. Light the fire, you put on a big wetsuit and you drink red wine. I do, mate. And you know what wine I've been drinking lately? I'm assuming Forrester. It's the best. Damn straight. The Lifestyle Shiraz, a plump, soft and textured mouthful with silky tannins. Ooh, that does sound nice. I do love a plump mouthfeel. <laughs> a seriously elegant and complex wine that is more... Syrah than Shiraz, it's and bloody it, beautiful, and it's more of their uh, it's more of the average man range, uh, um, in economically speaking. But that's uh, what still what it a lacks premium in product. It's still a premium product. What it lacks in a big price, it makes up for in a in a big mouthful. It's quality stuff. Forrester Winery on Wildwood Road. It's a fantastic establishment. Get behind them, everybody. Yeah, Forrester. Yeah, Forrester. Yeah, Forrester. Hey, T Bone, have you um have you tried the new Cheeky Monkey Colch? I certainly have, mate. Very refreshing beer. I guess it's a bit of an entry point for the uh, craft beer drinkers amongst us, Azzy. What do you think? Yeah, it's good, mate. Uh, we all love their big over-the-top flavours and alcohol content that comes with the craft brewery world. But the Kolsch is one of those ones that's more sessionable. Uh, comes in at 4.2. It's a bloody quality beer, just like the rest of Cheeky Monkey. It's uh, in beer speak. It, come, it says on the can, noble hops. Naturally carbonated, its aroma is bready, subtle spice. It's really just a easy drinking, fucking good honest Kolsch. Yeah, cheeky monkey. You. you. All right, so let us move on with that little soundbite from Seth Maniz, friend of the podcast. Adzi, you have been on a little journey. I have. And you've got 15 minutes tops to talk about oh, this. Not a chance. Well, it's going to okay. have to be. Otherwise. Well, I don't even have it. Can you get me a beer then? No. I can't because I'm doing little things with this. Uh, because Otherwise, if I'm not 15 minutes, you're going to give me this noise. It's going to turn him into fucking a robot. And that's that's my sign to sign out. Okay. Uh, There's always the next podcast too, Adzi. So I don't think you got to rush it out. I'm going to rush it out. Okay. Well, I went on a 
uh, annual northern pilgrimage to the fabled northwest of Western Australia in search of uh, waves and sun and sand. How was it, mate? Family times. (laughs) It was pretty good. (laughs) Uh, Mate, you know, the waves are small. My balls are small. I didn't pack any pits. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad you guys are having fun. Do you, do you, do you, do you guys just want to leave? I'll talk to right. myself for a bit. Or <laughs> we do that anyway, mate. Yeah, so. I know you do. You fucking cunts. <laughs> uh, no, nah, mate. I went Hang up on. north. Did you say cunts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit late, but uh, mate. Um, yeah, three and a half weeks driving north. Uh, shit, where do I begin? Where should Tell I? Tell us who you met in the way, mate. Uh, first you know, surf, first surf in the northwest. First surf in the northwest was uh, was a beautiful little session at the tomb. Uh, I had three days of three to five foot beautiful conditions. What were you riding? I was riding a uh, Yahoo six two impersonator quad. Who was out there? Ah, uh, look, there was a few crew out there. It wasn't too crowded. Uh, old Andy, who used to run the camp for a while with the uh, from Engine Up, he was loving it. Uh, yeah, there was, mate. There was a there was a fair few crew. Did, like, you, did you, you get baked on the beach before you paddled out? Um, yes, yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> look, no, I didn't. Oh, look at the afternoon session. I did, yeah, <laughs> but not the morning, mate. Um, I did bump into uh, one character called Fat Tony. Um, and Fat Tony told me an interesting story. Um, I'd I'd just rolled into camp and um, <clears throat> and Fat Tony, uh, Fat Tony said he got there the day before me and um. Fat Tony told me that he drove up from uh, this southwest of Western Australia. Uh, you know, this did the similar thing to me, where where he drove up, mate. It was torrential rain. Fat Tony said it was the worst five hours he's ever driven in his life. He left at two o'clock in the morning from uh, Dunsborough. It was torrential rain to the point where. Uh, he couldn't even turn on his spotlights because it reflected so much of the rain, and which is a good sign when you're heading north. You you want that sort of weather. Yeah, low beam on on heavy rain. Everyone knows that. Yeah, that's right. It was pretty hectic, and uh, Fat Tony said he drove for three hours to Perth in like just ridiculously stiff rain, and two hours north of Perth before the sun finally came up and the weather abated somewhat. And he said it was. One of the most stressful drives he's, he's ever done in his life. Fuck. And then he continued on <coughs> and pushed all the way through to Carnarvon that afternoon. <coughs> you, you left on pretty heavy rain too, didn't you? I did, yeah. Mm. Similar conditions. But, uh, yeah, Fat Tony's – I'm not Fat Tony. Fat Tony's a different guy. So we had, we had similar so stories. Yeah. Fat, uh, mate, Fat Tony's a good he's – a good, he's a good dude. But um, anyway, Fat Tony told me that um, he got all the way to Carnarvon at about 4.30 in the afternoon after leaving, you know, Dunsborough at 2. And uh, rumour has it, this is what Fat Tony tells me, that the track into Nalu was closed due to them also experiencing heavy rain. And, uh, y- you know, you can't go driving the track in Nalu when it's closed. It's fenced off and there's pretty serious fines and whatnot. And, um, but, you know, as Fat Tony told me, he said, well, mate, the waves were going to be good the next day. He only had a small window to play with. So he decided that, you know, he made the decision. He, he called one of his mates in camp and and word on the street was that even though it's closed and uh, there's huge puddles and there's big fines, I think it's a thousand dollars a tire, is the is the rumored fine. So 
if you had a caravan with tandem axle and that, like pretty exy. Even if it's just you, you, you one car, it's still yeah. four grand. Like it's a pretty big fine. Um, so Fat Tony said he, you know, he, he really wanted to get there, but he heard that one or two people had snuck in and out, and he was probably going to risk it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, lucky the track was open when I came in. But um, when Fat Tony pulled up in Carnarvon, he, he made the call, and um, anyway, he said he was fueling up at the Carnarvon servo. He was by himself. Look, Fat Tony is a He's a bit of a pikey-looking sort of individual, Namu, as you would describe him. You know, he's sort of got the the standard equipment. You know, the 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 slight rough and diamond in the rough look, the beard. You know, the rough haircut, sort of things like that. Um, standard issue. So, Fat Tony is you? No, I'm not Fat Tony at all. Okay, he's a friend of mine. There's a lot of people. That's how like how him. big is Fat yourself, Tony? Bro. How many well, kilos? He's a he's a big lad. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I didn't weigh him. Because <laughs> um, he, you know, he was he was girthy. But anyway, so Fat Tony's at the at the Carnarvon Caravan Park, and and he's decided, you know, it's about sunset, and I don't want to miss out on a good day surf tomorrow. He's driven all this way, so he decides in his own mind that he is going to, um, he's going to he's going to take the track on, and he's and he's like, well, in this day and age, there's a lot of cameras and this and that, so he's thinking, you know, I'll probably put, you know, I'll, I'll do it under the cover of darkness, and maybe just. Put a couple of you know things in place, so you know, like cover your number plates and, and stuff like that. So anyway, and um, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Lucky I I wasn't there for that. I didn't have to be a part of that. But he, but Fat Tony tells me that while he's in the um, petrol station, this good-looking young twenty-five-year-old fella uh, comes up to him, approaches him, and says, um, "Goes, oh mate, um, I, I see surfboards on your roof. Where are you going?" And Fat Tony's a bit of a cagey old motherfucker. He's like. He's like, I don't know. I haven't really fucking decided yet. What, what's it to you? Where are you going? Yeah, where are you fucking going, mate? And and then the guy's like, oh, mate, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pry. Uh, but, you know, I'm from fucking Sydney. Um, blah, blah, blah. I, I've, I've come over here on this two-week holiday. I've been fucked over by this unseasonable weather. I've been in Exmouth. I didn't get any surf. I drove all the way back down to Calbarry. Then I decided I really wanted to surf Nalu. wanted to come back up and... He goes, but then I've heard the track's closed and I can't get in there, blah, blah, blah. And, and Fat Tony's just like, you know, so who's in your car? What are you, you know, thinking, is there a pack of six of you guys? And he's like, oh, mate, it's just my girlfriend. And then all of a sudden, Fat Tony takes a bit of a shining to this guy, takes a soft spot to him and goes, oh, you know, poor young fella. He's from the East Coast. He's doing the right thing, just traveling around with his missus. Um, he hasn't got any surf. He's been, he's been driving up and down this state, trying to get some waves. And, um, and he hasn't got anything. And now he's driven back up from Calabari, just a casual 600 Ks or whatever. He's having a horrible time. He's having a horrible time. Yeah, mate, the poor young, poor young fella. I think his name was Scotty. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then um, and he's like, oh, mate, I, I, I just didn't know what you were doing and where you were going. And then Fat Tony's like, mate, I'll level with you. I was, just, me, I was just sussing you out because I didn't know who you fucking were. You are asking me where I'm going, making sure you didn't have a pack of five Brazilians in your car and all the rest of them. He goes... Fat Tony goes, mate, fuck the track. Let's take your car in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I'm he goes, I'm going under cover of darkness. And 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 this young fella from Sydney didn't even know fucking where to go. Fat Tony and the guy's like, mate, is, is there any chance I can follow you? Fat Tony's like, sure, mate, no worries. Follow me. You go first. N- not a problem. So Fat Tony takes him, you know, and as mentioned earlier, he's you know, he's a bit of a wolf creek looking motherfucker, this fat Tony sort of dude. And 
And then he's got this lovely young couple, prim and proper from Sydney. He was a physio and, he, and his lovely young missus. And um, pulls up on the side of the northwest coastal highways and he informs this young fellow, we'll call him Scotty, informs young Scotty that um, his real name. this is a bit where we duct tape our, our number plates so no one can see our next movements. So, um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming there was some alarm bells going off in this young couple's mind at this point in time where there's some, you know, Wolf Creek looking fucking dude in the middle of the desert. Uh, you know, tape up gaffer, well, pulling out the gaffer tape and covering up their number plates so no one could trace their movements. Wouldn't be the first cu- uh, Sydney couple that Fat Tony's killed either. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and, uh, and anyway, but the young couple were game and they thought, no. Nah. Tony's not from Carnarvon, is he? Well, look, he's done a lot he's of He's got time a liking for dolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they get out as the, as the sun's setting and it's getting dark and they duct tape up their number plates and... Uh, and, I, and I'm losing it when Fat Tony's telling me this story. It's pretty fucking funny, you know, and I'm, th- I'm thinking of what that young couple's thinking right then. And then um, as most people from WA will know that after driving, driving for fucking 15 hours, 16 hours straight, and you finally get to that blowholes road, that's when, you know, and it's sunset and, you know, that's when you start cracking the beers, you know, and you crack the beers and, you know, you roll a fatty and because and you, you know you're on the dirt tracks for then and there's nothing to worry about and you're cruising you're just going slow um especially since it was closed and puddles so they man, they pull over at the start of the track and um after they've duct taped up and and fat tony's like mate i'm i'm drinking beers it's been a big day you want a beer and the guy's like yeah i'll have a beer mate, fat tony starts drinking beer real quick real quick smashing real them back. and then he's like want to f- you want to roll a fatty that's why they call me fat tony you know like <laughs> ah, then, here uh, it is and then, and then and then, uh, and then the guy's like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll have a little bit. And then he, his missus, is, he's, he's, she's a bit concerned, and rightly so, you know. Like, here's this crazy fucking fat Tony doing the Miller Desert, but blatantly taping up their number plates saying, follow me into the wilderness, <laughs> everything will be fine, let's smoke some weed. And then she's like, says to her fellow Scotty, I don't think you should smoke this. I, I think it's a bad idea. Like, maybe we should just wait until we get to camp and then you smoke as much as you want. And then fat Tony turns to her and says, well, it doesn't really matter what he does. Because I'm smoking some and you guys are following me. So you're sort of fucking damned if you do and damned if you don't. So oh, do don't. whatever you want. I said, it doesn't bother that's me. Do whatever very, you want. very Wolf Creekish. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, that's what he's telling me. So anyway, Fat Tony starts driving the track, goes around the gate. And there's, mate, there's all these little paths in the bush and these big puddles and, and all the rest of it. But, um, you know, the, the track into Nalu is a beautiful thing. And especially at night time. And it's just a beautiful thing anyway. But at night time, by the time you got there, you feel like you're there and and you just want to like take it easy, enjoy the quietness, the isolation, the stars, you know, it's beautiful one of the clear skies up that way. Beautiful clear skies. And and uh, it was a Saturday night and Fat Tony's like, mate, I've, I've put in such hard work to get here. So he's just pulling over like every fucking 15 to 20 minutes what? to raid the angle have a piss, maybe roll another one up. And by this stage... Mate, he, grab yourself a three or four at once. Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. No, but why would you? you the chick must to. have been freaking out by then, no? Yeah, she started freaking out. Yeah, because but why would you grab another one? Grab me another one when you're at the fridge there, Namu, by the way. Um, because you can just reach in the... You can pull over and get... Inst- why would you have one that's half warm when you can get a fresh cold one out of the angle? Yeah. Like, there's no traffic. Hey? Um, oh, right. I'll have an XPA, thanks. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, it was a bit of a novelty at first. This is what uh, Fat Tony's telling me anyway. And, uh, and, then, and, and sure enough, the, the, the chick stopped getting at it because Fat Tony's like, mate, look at the stars. How good is this place? 
talking shit about the wave. He's really having a he's having a sad day night out on the track. That's what he's doing. You know, he's really enjoying himself. And um, mate, uh, yeah, the missus started to get a bit, a bit crabby with him. But uh, mate, long story short, they they got there in the end. He did miss the turn off. To be fair. Um, I mean, those guys had no idea. And then Fat Tony, you know, he might have been a bit sideways. He drove past the turn off and started heading towards Nalu Bay. But um, he realised the error in his ways and, and, and he doubled back and he got him there. And he and then he went and even helped him uh, He went and helped him set up the tent at 10.30 oh, at night. Fuck, he's yeah, a good fella. He is a good fella, Fat Tony. It's a Steve Irwin. Yeah, well, Fat Tony, he only had a swag. He didn't need to set up a tent because, mate, you know, Wolf Creek motherfuckers don't pitch tents. They just... They sleep in the rough. So you he didn't gaffer take the boyfriend up? He, I don't believe he did. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I didn't probe him on that details. <laughs> but uh, anyway, mate, they all enjoyed a surf the next morning. And uh, and the young fellow from Sydney came up, really showed his gratitude, uh, tried to give him beer. And uh, and Fat Tony refused, saying, don't worry, um, I'm, I'm covered. Um, and he said, mate, thanks so much. I never would have got here without him. And I thought... You know, good on you, Fat Tony. Fucking like Fat like, Tony. Just showing a bit of interstate hospitality to a young keen surfer who was down Fat on his Tony. luck and uh, showed him his way. Could have easily have killed him and his missus <laughs> in, in the middle of nowhere. No one would have ever found out. But uh, in the desert. he didn't. So, yeah, that was one well, of that's the a bit characters. Of a, there was a little bit of uh, um, CCTV in the, in the desert these days. Well, that, so, no, that's what they say. The sign says satellite that. Satellite TV. No, yeah. The sign says CCTV. This is what Fat Tony told me. He said, look, there's a big sign saying CCTV. But where's the power coming from for that camera? Solar. There was no solar panels. They hit, t- Fat Tony looked for solar panels. He couldn't see any. That's a conspiracy. Hey, talking about interstate uh, hospitality, a big shout out to our friend Gordo, source bottle over in Ballina. He sent us a couple of... Uh, Pretty nice little, what are they? Stubby holders. Fucking stubby, stubby holders. holders. Some fucking sick stickers. Ballina, sick stickers. Ballina Surf stubby holders. They're sick looking stubby holders. Yeah, good on you, Gordo, you fucking Boys, Maybe he works at Ballina Surf. Maybe he owns it. Boys, I kept the fucking big prawn one. I love that one. Yeah, I was actually going to call for that one, but that's fine. That's all good. Well, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just hold back all the good shit that I keep giving you every <laughs> fucking week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and also, Lukey from, uh, I think it's Primero. Primero Surf in Tasmania. Legend. Yes. Primero, Primero Surf some, in Tasmania. Send some hats. Yeah, and, um, legend. Yeah, he's See, heading interstate over Interstate love between the Aussies. We're sticking know, together. It's fucking good stuff. Go the Wombats. Got to get down to Tassie, eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah so uh, Lukey's coming over. I think it's Luke. Fuck, I should have checked that. He's coming over with his missus next year around the uh, Maggie's Comp. He's got right. a nice little branded combi. He's got a couple of barrel podcast stickers on there. and he's sick. Head over and say good day to the boys. We'll uh, oh, that'd be cool. take him down to the comp and get in the VIP section and uh, Sick. have a couple of – not that I can generally get into the VIP, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that, but, yeah, come on over, mate. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll you well. fucking kick some doors in. It's all, all good. All right. Yeah, Azzy. so that was uh, one of the characters up north, mate. I had some beautiful waves. Um, yeah, went on to Exmouth and got some lovely unnamed outer reefs there, some really – Sensational sessions. Uh, shout out to the Parksy brothers, uh, Rory and Daniel Clifton Parks, a couple of good mates of mine. Um, we had a little plastic fucking three-meter tinny. Well, it's not tinny because it's plastic, but we putted out there on a couple of late afternoons. Um, yes, mate? As you, I know you always ask me about safety. I'm not sure if this oh. is the story coming, but about your boat story, mate. No, is that, this is a different, it's a different story. boat disaster story. Okay. Yeah, I've got okay. multiple. Um yeah, look, yeah, uh, you know, I copped a bit of an 
Did you do any pre-start checks on your boat before you went out? No, but I did take it to As somewhere to get fully serviced before I left. That that was a massive pre-start check. Engine service, trailer, mate, like as good as you could ever do. Would have been like a fucking... Jackets, flares, whatever, oh, all that mate. sort of business, E-perb, mate. E-perb, whole bit. You did? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Oh, okay. Yeah, solid, yeah. But um, this little tinny, uh, plastic tub thing, um, wasn't, but, mate, we... Um, we went down there a couple of afternoons in a row, me and Rory and uh, Parksy boy, and we got some beautiful little waves, bumped into a couple of old friends, uh, D.A. Louie, the, uh, the sh- uh, um, well, world-renowned shaper from WA back in the day. Um, he was out there at this particular reef break. Um, mate, we had one session um, in particular that uh, the sun was just about to go down. Everyone had left. It was just me and the Parksy brothers in our little, I think it's 3.2. What were the crowds like at this undisclosed location? Uh, they ebbed and flowed. We're talking like 15 to 25 or 10 to 20 or? 10 to 15. Okay. Yep. And then. Not too bad. And then had some windows of of no one with just me. and Very, the very, very fickle. Yeah, very fickle. One. Wind Don't affected. Yeah. And, mate, you're very susceptible to ocean creatures yes. out there. And, uh, mate, the sun was just about to go down. Oh. We decided we should probably jump back in the tinny. Bearing we in had mind, rub-a-dub-dub, three fat gets in a pub. Yeah, a and tub. we were all fat. Yeah. Um, me, Parksy, and me, Rory. Oh, look, we're, we're past our prime. Yep. There's no doubt about it. We all had a gutser on us. And uh, it's a very small tub with very small sides. <laughs> But the wind was okay, so we're, we're feeling okay. But um, Happy days. We thought, oh, we'll, we'll get back in before it gets too dark because there's some big fucking coral reef bundies that might take out. Yeah. And, um, and if you haven't whacked on those bundies at 15 knots, you're, you're not living. Yeah, exactly. And, fucking and, hell. And we whacked a couple. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, Parksy sure fucking nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> um, but, mate, before that heart attack came another heart attack. We just jumped into the fucking rubber ducky and we started pulling up anchor Five minutes before sunset, just going, how magic is this place? We're out in the middle of nowhere. Fucking so cool. And, mate, then fucking right in front of us, a pod of killer whales. Oh, just, just your killer whales? Just your average killer whales. Just fucking come shit. steaming past and started down the end of the wave. Like, mate, literally where we'd paddled in five minutes before, fucking fins like a metre and a half out of the water. Yeah. And doing like 30 knots. And they go, they swim up the reef through the lineup and just mate, this fish just fucking jumping out of the water everywhere. Panicking and we, like motherfuckers. Mate, and we were just looking at those things going, it was like we were stoked that we'd seen them, but mm. we were so fucking stoked we'd just got in the boat because I know they don't, not supposed to attack humans, but yeah, you don't want to be around. Fucked if I would have. You don't want to be collateral damage, mate. When they're they, on a fucking feeding frenzy, <laughs> oh do you? Shit, they no were way. the biggest fins, and they're moving so fast. I swear, if one of them, if I seen that fin, especially with my history, if I'd seen that thing coming towards me, I honestly would have died of a fucking heart attack before the thing even got to me. I would have been like, I would have been catatonic and fucking in the water as they came through. They would have just Blaming flipped me with their tail for fucking good measure. Um, has he? Has yeah. He? What's going on? Oh, mate. I'm catatonic, foaming <laughs> at the mouth. <laughs> Have you seen orcas before? No. I've never seen nah, orcas. No, I've water. never seen orcas neither. It's Parksy. Oh. Mate, we were frothing. And then and then Parksy's like, he's an environmental scientist and he's fucking frothing. Let's get a closer look. He starts chasing him. His brother Rory was laying down in this little plastic thing, screaming at him, Parksy, no, don't do it. Don't do it. That's where we, it's going to flip the boat. We're going to fucking die. Mate, he wasn't even looking. He's hanging on like starfish and 
And I'm like up the front on the nose, there's Egg and Parksy on. Fucking do it, Parksy. Go, mate. Go, chase him. And so we went up there and we're getting a better look. And, mate, we're all fucking screaming with excitement, equal measures, excitement and fear. And, mate, we're just so fucking stoked that they, we weren't in the lineup at the time. <laughs> but even still, like our little plastic boat was so fucking minimal compared to those guys. But, um, yeah, that was a really cool experience Crazy. right on Sunset School of uh, Orcas. Be doing like a live Instagram thing. Yeah, and then, uh, and, then, and then it was dark and then we drove in and started bouncing off fucking coral heads and, and we bent our prop and, yeah, it was good times. Typical times in the northwest, you know, where we're uh, having a good time and then you have to do a beach launch and, you know, there's dropping tyres and all that. But, uh, mate, you know, we, we had a good time. A couple of old mates. We, I've known the Parksy brothers for fucking 30-plus years and um, – yeah, we had a really good time. That's sick. Great afternoon. Had a few more good afternoons out there. Really good Arvos. Shout out to DA Louie, as mentioned before. Local fella called Muzza, who was out there ripping. Uh, he look straight in the camera and give a straight shout out there. Oh, yeah, to Silzy, the South African frother, who just fucking was out there with uh, Nath Brezhnak, who's a... Uh, Grew up down south and has been an Exmouth local and a tombstone charger for many years. They were out there getting pitted. Uh, Luke Wiley was out there. He was getting some hell um, pig dog pits on his backhand. He, he's a really good surfer, Luke Wiley from Corsair Aviation. Yeah. Um, he moves. He said he's um, does winters in Exmouth and does a lot of mines runs and stuff with his helicopters and planes and and you know he puts his kid in uh, in school for a couple of terms up there. So. He was out there with a mate and yeah, you, you bump in. If you don't know the person in on those outer, especially those outer reefs, I feel I feel like the vibe out there is um it's a really good vibe because everyone's got to put in quite a lot of effort. It's a really long drive. Yeah. It's nowhere near in any town. You've got to launch off beaches, you've got to drive three Ks out to these, you know, uh these passes in the reef that um, you know, have orcas swimming through them and whatnot. So I feel like by the time people have put in all that effort. You generally know the, either the person or you know two of their mates. Of them, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you, or if you don't two know, two degrees of separation. Yeah, two degrees. So, and so everyone was playing by the rules. There's no dropping in. There's no hassling. Everyone's just like, yeah, we're all cool. So it was a really enjoyable four afternoons in a row out there. Um, yeah, and Do you know uh, what wasn't enjoyable? You fucking sending photos to me while I was at work. <laughs> saying, Look at this cunt. Like, yeah, thanks, Adzi. You fucking legend. Oh, I didn't even take any photos of the good day. Yeah, so, well, there you go. Yeah, but um, um, pretty, pretty good. Uh, so that was really, really good uh, in that area. Uh, uh, I'm just going to tell us, get time to show me how to actually um, do a live thing. I just can't remember what do you do. That's live, so I'm sure I keep... a second, I'll just, just walk tell over. Me, okay. no, I'll just, I'll tell just keep talking shit. Is um, it plus on the... Mate, so did a couple of weeks up there, then uh, moved down down the coast to uh, to that lovely little seaside town, Kalbarri. Um, Had a couple mate, of days there. Hopefully you didn't just say that oh, K-word. Mate, mate, feel free to go there because the locals have got it on fucking lockdown and I really forgot how fucking gnarly that wave is. It is so critical it sucks up that hard right in front of the reef it's got like double ledges in it 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 mate and the and it's got a takeoff spot like you know the size of my sandman and the locals just all sit out there and uh and so they should because they live there and that's their wave and um yeah they got it on and, and then you keep talking i'm just going to give the uh live podcasting a bit of a tour of the uh, bit of a going over. Yeah. You going? mate it was uh it was pretty sick um 
I was there for that really crazy long period swell that T-Bone was alluding to before um, that went under his, his big gas rig. Um, it was, uh, mate, it was like 22 seconds at two something metres and it was such a girthy lineup. It was just so gnarly, so thick. Um, I just, there's sort of two packs that sit in the lineup out there and uh you got the local pack and then just in from them and a little bit wide is 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 the is the tourist pack and um in all honesty i was pretty happy to sit in the tourist pack because the, the takeoff on the actual point is is so gnarly um but mate shout out to plenty of all the calbarry locals there was plenty that i didn't know the names and they they charge mate they fucking charge they're not scared of that wave uh, Mitch Burgess, one of my old school mates, born and bred local down there. Um, he's just charging on his back end. Got this epic uh, layback. I saw more layback tubes in Calvary than I've seen anywhere in a long time. It seems so you to mean like natural footer laybacks? Natural footer laybacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking mate. It's a beautiful thing. I just love how Margot used to do it. Yeah, they fucking look great. Simon Anderson grab the, grab the outside rail and just sort of drop yeah. Back. Well, sometimes they weren't even grabbing that. They were just full laying back. Mitch Burgess, shout out to Mitchie. He's got a fucking fantastic backhand layback tube. He's, he's spent his whole life of that wave. You know, he's been a fisherman around the area and the islands out there. Had a bit of a chat to him um, on the on the iPhone doing some car park collage recordings of some characters that I bumped into in the Northwest. Didn't get Fat Tony, unfortunately, but um, got plenty of other cool dudes, Mitch Burgess yep. being one of them. Um, the Perkins brothers, uh, were up there charging. I saw Ry Crakey doing his thing with the GoPro, um, in his hand, getting barreled. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There was, uh, uh Sean Howe up there, mate. Yeah, so good luck getting waves up there if you head up there. Oh, mate. There, and there's Sounds a bunch like of crew that used to be. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's the same as it used to be because it's just always been yeah, a pack yeah. of locals right on the takeoff. But mate, it's a great, it's such a really nice town for the family and, um, it's a great way to break up the drive if you've got a family in the car, stop in there for a couple of days. Got a sick fucking playground right in the middle of town. They've spent a bit of money there. Uh, shout out to Warwick Finlay at uh, Finlay's uh, yeah. Fish and Chips. I and remember that Finlay's. Yeah, yeah, he's a legend. He's um, dishing out some beers up there. He's got a little microbrewery thing going. He's an old mate of mine from school. Yep. And uh, he's making some quality beers and dishing out some good grub and just good vibes it's a place to be in town mate it's still decimated by the cyclone a bit it's still a f- yeah. not decimated but still affected even a year ago it was um yeah fairly, yeah. fairly, fairly well done so even and a year later than that it's yeah yeah it's, it's still feeling the effects uh mitch talks about it a bit which we'll release it at some stage um soon but mate all round it was a fucking awesome trip uh got lots of waves look there's there's a lot of other shit that happened um I don't know if you want me to talk about that now. You no, don't even know about it. Let's hear a bit more about your trip in the next episode. Okay. Um, well, it's a, it's a pretty good one. but um, Oh, yeah. well, do you reckon it could be? Oh, maybe I'll just do it real quick. I'll Go try on, and do, do it okay. real quick. Driving back down. Yep. It's from Carnarvon to somewhere. Really stiff sou'easter. Uh, had three boards tied on the roof. Racks. Oh, no. Yeah. And we had this conversation with Jack Medlin and Lockie McHale. Have you ever lost boards off the roof? We did. Yeah. And I, I said, have. I, I never have. I never fucking have. Until <laughs> now. now. Uh, didn't, uh, mate, we hit, it was like 30 knot fucking sou'easters. I was driving straight into it. And then I just got one of those, <laughs> <laughs> mate, got one of those crazy gusts of desert wind. Might have even been a willy willy. I don't know what happened, but it just hit my car, towing the boat, boards on the roof. 
and just moved the car sideways and bang, just ripped Boom. off. Not didn't just my board. I tied my boards on good. They stayed tied to the roof racks. The whole roof racks got ripped off. Yeah, and oh, is that why the roof racks are out the front there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you go, uh, mate. It mate, ca- you got caved shit like with cars, mate. Caved in all my roof because the, the roof racks were on solid, mate. They had to it fully like dented and ripped the metal to take them off. It was this crazy gust because I was driving straight in it, mate. It's like cyclone Cal in Calbarry. I was doing hundred k an hour. And maybe an 80k an hour win. That's you know that's 180, and and then boom, just ripped the whole lot off. Fucked up my boards. Oh no, it was fucking heavy. Uh, dented up my car. You know, fucked up the roof racks. I'm just looking at it, just going, there's there's thousands of dollars worth of damage. Even by the time you get Holy insurance, shit. you got a bit of insurance, but you still got to pay premium. You excess. know, they didn't cover all my boards. Fucking yeah, yeah sorry, excess. Fucking yeah, mate, major fucking. Company. Not to mention, I rolled into Calbarry with a board that was really not the right board to be surfing yeah okay. that way because it was the only one that wasn't busted oh, no. um yeah i still got a couple of good ones but mate that was that was a you know it flew off bounced into my boat down the highways lucky no one was behind me it would have if someone was right behind me they would have got fucked up like they would have swerved and crashed like a lethal heavy. weapon when the surfboard comes through the windscreen oh, and, and kills that guy yeah, ex- <laughs> <laughs> that's right and there's there three boy. of them on a roof rack and oh, mate no. it was pretty heavy so um, yeah, that was pretty gnarly. Also copped a crack windscreen a couple of days before, oh. like full massive crack across it, fucking from a uh, truck spitting up a thing. Up no, a, that happens every time, almost yeah. every time. And then, yeah, and then my boat was, got fucked up as well, but I won't tell that story now because I've been yeah, going for okay. fucking ages as you guys turn to talk. Um, so, yeah, it was eventful. There was a, there was adventures, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. do you know what my favourite part about your trip was? Because you were – I actually felt like I was on it with a little bit with you because you were – Giving us fairly, fairly regular updates. Sort of surf shots. Well, my my favourite part about it was when you took your Ukrainian mother-in-law. Oh, fuck yeah! That out was for awesome. a surf. Yeah, that was. How cool. good was that? That was pretty sick. Tell us a quick bit about that, mate. Okay. Um, had this. There's this little beach up Exmouth Way. There's a couple little beaches up there that have just got incredibly soft waves, like the softest mm. waves you've ever seen. It's warm and it's sunny and it's just so cool for kids and women and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like the best fun that a kid, kid yeah. or a mum can have. Yeah, and you need at least a nine-footer, nine-foot male to ride them, otherwise you won't even catch them. But Do you know what? I stepped on a shortboard last year. Did you? It's like four to five foot out the back. Yeah. Anyway, weapon. carry on. Yeah. Parksy did that too on a big swell after we left. But um, uh, yeah, mate, anyway. That right-hander out the back. Yeah, way Holy out. Holy shit. That thing on that day. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh that my god. Thing. Yeah, it's an, it's crazy. Carry on. It's um yeah, um yeah. We were having this little day with the Parksy family <laughs> and my family. All the women and children were surfing. Both my my kids. My three year old was laying on my back, getting a <laughs> getting a little wave. Uh, my five year old Kingy, I laid on a big softie with him, getting a wave. Parksy's kids got waves. Uh, our misses were getting waves. Everyone's getting waves. And then I had the seventy three year old grandma. Uh, Ukrainian war refugee that's uh, in the country. And, um, mate, obviously never surfed a wave in her life, was uh, swimming in the shallows and, mate, doesn't even speak English. I can't even remember how I managed to get the point across that she should catch a wave. Um, But somehow I got that point across and and she said, no fucking way, obviously, because she's 73 and she's got (laughs) Parkinson's. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, No, no question. I can't speak languages, mate. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, mate. Anyway, long story short, I, I just I, I sort of showed her how easy it was to catch this tiny little white wave, white water wave, about twenty meters out from the shore, 
And then I was, and mate, I just talked her into it. And then next minute, mate, every single person in the family and extended family had all caught waves. And then I've got 73 year old Ukrainian grandma, fresh out of the war in the <laughs> Ukraine, on her first two waves in her life. Mate, fucking rode and got a video of one even. Mate, that's seriously <laughs> a good news story. We need to put this sick. out to people. Yeah, it's fucking cool. It was yeah, cool. Honestly. And I was thinking, out of all the refugees from the war, especially the elderly, how many of them found themselves on an isolated beach in Exmouth catching their first waves? Like, Wouldn't I'm, be many, Adzi. Probably well, only one. Mate, this might <laughs> be the best story you've ever told. <laughs> mate, it was Seriously, fucking sick. how good. And, and you, know, you know, you always, when you push someone in, you're always pumped and you get one. And it was one of the ones where she rode it right up the sand, just laying on her guts, you know. Mate, but she turtled that thing to the fucking She fucking buggery. turtled it. Could hardly get off the fucking thing. And then, uh, and then yeah, mate. And then, mate, everyone was just cheering and, and she was fucking frothing and she was claiming it and... We sent the video to her son and, yeah, it was fucking, mate, it was a really cool day. We'll claiming it bigger than a Brazilian at the Oi Rio <laughs> No, she didn't claim it that hard. <laughs> She's got more form. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. That, so yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. No, that's so sick. I, I love to hear about that shit. It's, um, mm. yeah, it's amazing. It's, su- it's really such a sick story. Ukrainian grandma. And what a mission it was to even get out to Australia for her, huh? Oh, yeah, like, let alone the mission to get up to that beach, you know, like yeah. on top wow. of that. Yeah, no, that's... So sick. All right. So if she'd have traveled the same distance in Europe, she would have got to six different countries and she was not even halfway up the same state. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You are listening to Barrel Surf Podcast. Namu here with you. We've got T-Bone and Adzi. And we are going to talk about some of the shit that's been piercing us off in the Clive Palmer Cup. T-Bone, you got something? Fuck, I do. Oh, claims, mate. Claims. Claims. Claims, yes. I mean, oi, pro, how many claims can a surfer like give claims. in one heat? Do you, know what I, do you know what I hear when I see I don't I mind claims, claims, but not every fucking wave. Crickets. Crickets. That's what I hear when I Yeah. So, not a fan of the claims. Well, like, no, no, I am now. If you're going to claim, am. do a Geordie claim, I'm, right? Like, you... you you remember the um the Kelly John John heat all time heat at Chopu. Yeah, I mean John John pulls into eight to ten foot Chopu. He doesn't. Do, he sort of does a very subtle claim. I mean, yeah, I, I like those sort of claims. I don't yeah. mind the Geordie claims. You know, he yeah, does the big Wolverine one. I, I, I don't mind that. Does the big bow when he's surfing. Gabby, you know, shooting a three pointer. I don't mind that as well. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Gabby's claims in general, but I don't mind the shooting the three pointer. But fucking give up. Like, it, it was like they were getting points for uh, the claims they were throwing at me. It was just yeah. nonstop. Every wave. And I'm, and I'm sorry, it's the same. It's the Brazilian surfers. Well, Maybe they just get caught up in the passion at home. Yeah. 20,000 screaming people. But it was giving me the shits. Yeah. No, nah, I gotcha. I'm with you. Um, I, I've never watched, been watching a lot of surfing. I mean, I've never seen a, a event that had so many claims in it and I swear they were getting more points for it. Super, super claim. Um, well, I've also got a Clive Palmer nomination and it is not necessarily the claims, but it is relevant because who the fuck was judging the Jack Robbo versus Matthias Hurdy hate? Someone who loves claims. That's right. Well, Matthias claimed Namu. That's fucking yeah. serious. exactly why he won it. Does anybody who's not Brazilian think that Matthias actually won that heat? No. That that score that Robo, that wave that Robo got at the end, it's the score every fucking day of the week. You know what? Plus I, some. Like I hardly watch any of those comps, but I Bullshit. did watch that because I've seen all, we've got a little group thing going on with a few lads and 
everyone was flaring up and I'm like, fuck, I better watch that one on replay. Because I was in holiday mode and my internet was shit up there. I was in the desert, blah, blah, blah. Um, but um, I, I think it might have just been like he's just won so many last second clinch heats against Brazilians lately. I think maybe that <laughs> he just has, had, hasn't he? He has. And I Gabby think maybe that just had, maybe they just, the judges just, and especially because it was in Brazil and Italo as well at Bells, remember? Yeah, um, that was so good. Maybe they d- maybe that factored in, and they just couldn't quite bring themselves to do it again. They would have got fucking es- killed, mate. Yeah, especially in Brazil, yeah. I think. But it's wrong that those circumstances um, eventuated. Do you reckon the result? crowd plays a pl- plays a part in it, it mate? It has to. Yeah, it's in Brazil, it has to because I think they just were too nervous. And it was too close for them to go, yep, he's done it again when he actually did do it again. And they oh, fucking robbed he him. He well and truly did it. He, he did well it by, I reckon. Him. There's no doubt about it. But, yes. uh, but I want to be clear here. Mateus Hurd, he's a fucking good surfer. Oh, he's fucking me? good. You Potential know, he, world champion. Yeah, so nothing nothing against him. Um, nothing. I've got nothing against Brazilian surfers at all. They're I guess we have our own. Easily the best surfers in the world right now. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. But I tell you what, the Aussies are coming. Back yep. off on the claims a little bit and we'll love you even more. Yeah. Um, and don't rob Robbo when he's robbing well, you. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was almost a political judging score. I, I think thought. it was, yeah. Um, sure. Azzy, have you got any uh, Clive Palmer's? Um, yeah, I got a pretty gnarly one, actually. Oh, shit. Um, Freaking dog attack in Nalu about a week oh, ago. Wow. Some young, uh, young boy from Dunsborough. Eight-year-old boy. I don't know if you guys heard Ooh. about this. No. Got heavily savaged by a dog in Nalu. What sort um, of dog was it? Keep don't know, but I, I've heard it was sort of a bigger, gnarlier sort of a dog. Um, I did also hear it was tied up. Um, look, I don't really know the details. I know that the poor young kid, it was like really serious. It wasn't like oh, it, it bit up his leg a bit. It was like. It ripped up his head Fuck. and stuff and like, you know, life-threatening stuff, Jesus. you know, long-term uh, deformity. Like it it sounded really, really gnarly. It really oh. upset me when I heard it. Um, and, yeah, I just think, you know, Clive Palmer to, you know, I, I don't know. I, you can never trust a dog. So you always – you in in all these circumstances, the family's always like, oh, we just can't believe our dog did it. Such a nice family dog, blah, blah, blah. But if your dog is a little bit big and a little bit gnarly, like don't take it to somewhere like Nalu where there's a hundred people camping, kids fucking running around squealing, throwing balls, yeah. riding bikes. There's other dogs running around. Like if you've got a dog that's a little bit gnarly, um, don't take it to somewhere like that. I mean, as I say, I don't know the circumstances, but that's all you need to know. Don't take your dog. Just don't take your dog if it's mate. Take if it's just the friendliest fucking dog in the world and it poses no threat to anyone or any other dog, yeah. then take your dog. But if it's a little bit gnarly in one shape or a form, maybe just leave it at home for your holiday. You, do you really need it? Like I love my fucking dog and I wanted to take my dog up there, but I didn't because it's just a bit of a hassle. Who looks just, after it? Uh, me old man. Oh, so okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Irwin to me old man for looking after me dog yeah, while I was yeah. away uh, and and uh, looking after me rainwater tank and mate. I am one hundred percent behind that. I I've had dogs for most of my life as well, but sometimes you've got to fucking leave your dog at home for fuck's sake. Yeah, you don't need to take it to a restaurant. No, you don't need to take it up north. Yeah, a dog it, will be fine. Fucking take got, it. I haven't even got my dog out of the back of the Ute right now. No, yeah. but I'll I'll pass Freckle. Freckle's gone. 
hey, Naomi, what the fuck's going but on? I'm sitting <laughs> in the back of the ute. Yeah, I just freckled. Rushed home from work and she said, mate, she loves it in the back of the ute. She fucking loves it. No, but I will say, I mean, sorry to hear about that story with that kid, Adzi, but Naomi, People treat dogs like they're their own child, you know. So I'm aware of that. Yeah. So, but they're not your child. Your child. They're, they're not, not. They're not a fucking fair baby. They're yeah. your dog. No, but you if can, you died, right? Say if you died, and uh, you started getting a bit of stinky, do you think your child would start eating your leg? Because <laughs> your fucking dog would. Because your fucking dog probably would, mate. <laughs> I love dogs. I'm a dog guy. Fucking humans have eaten humans before, mate. You, gotta, yeah. you do whatever you can to survive. Yeah, I guess you got to do. Yeah, I guess, dogs, I guess so. Yeah. We got to remember. Yeah. Everyone's got to remember. Dogs are killers. That's yeah. their natural instinct is yeah, to. Yeah, that's right. Is to, to kill shit. Is to kill and eat things. And don't fucking take when there's kids around. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. I've mate. got a cavoodle on Namu. Just don't do it. I've yeah. got a cavoodle and it's not a killer. Yeah, T Bone's dog is definitely <laughs> not killing anyone. <laughs> but was, I tell you, if it was hungry and you were dead, though. it would. It'd nibble your toes. It might not go for your jugular, but it, yeah, it yeah. would nibble your toes. <laughs> get, get through me fucking little toe. And, Give and, me a little and, co- and, little cauliflower toe. And, yeah. and and your little toe would be like a one week feed for it probably. But um, yeah, mate, yeah look, mate, we don't want to upset dog owners, but no, fuck no, you, no. mate. I am a fuck you if you're going to be a bad dog owner. Yeah, there's well, good I mean, dog owners and there's bad dog yeah, owners. And mate, there's nothing to insinuate this guy was a bad dog owner. Like I don't know the details. He's a bad dog owner because dog attacked a kid. Yeah, maybe. End of story. I don't know. But, I mean, you just can't trust dogs is the bottom line. My dog is the fucking best dog in the world, but I don't trust it 100%. Prettiest dog too, Crackle. Fucking ugly dog, <laughs> but uh, mate, it's a it's a mongrel from from a yeah. from out in the desert. It was a it was a rescue dog. It's a fucking awesome dog. My kid puts it in headlocks and fucking yeah. jams things in the ear, and and I don't trust it 100. percent And it's shown a great temperament, but there is a potential there. It does kill animals when it gets a chance. There always is, a, uh, you know, yeah. and it's always a risk. Um, it's essentially, they're wild animals. You know, yeah, exactly. But maybe it's better in somewhere like that. It's okay to have it in your house, mm. but maybe somewhere like that, maybe just fucking leave it at home for, just for the couple yeah. of weeks, mate. Like it's not yep. gonna kill it. Yep. Fuck. Yep. But yeah, it's a. All yeah, right, it's well, let's heavy. move on to the positive side of things with the Steve Irwin salute. Those sound effects are going crazy. Yeah, fuck, that was a weird one. <laughs> Do you know what's fucking awesome? Everything. The world's opened up again, Nemo. Yes. Well, it's the tried to. Well, the country's opened up. You can freely travel from one state to another. Well, theoretically. You can get in a plane and, well, <laughs> what are you saying there's no staff or? Yeah, mate. Don't jinx our fucking trip. I'm sorry, but I could almost turn this into a Clive with Jetstar and all these cunts cancelling all the time. Fuck, we're flying Jetstar too. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you do it. Don't (laughs) attempt fate, mate. It's just fucking good that you can travel again. So It is good. Fuck, it's been a long couple of years and uh, looking forward to going to Indo next week now, mate. Oh, sorry. Next week? Oh, yes. Sorry, sorry. I didn't want to jinx you boys now. Ah, See what you're saying. It's not next week. You're not going with Jetstar, yeah? Week after? You're going with Jetstar? Going Shitstar. Only way to fly. Is there Air Asia's not running, eh? Perth well, Bali. yeah, they're running. You go, you go jet, so it costs you about 14 dollars to get to Indonesia. So yeah, but you might not get there. That's a problem, mate. Got, that's a chance you take. You got <laughs> scoot as well. Yeah, yeah. So Air Asia's running again. No, there's every chance we won't get there, but there's every chance Fuck, we will we'll get, get there, there, mate. We'll shout out get to there. Uh, to Murph who was going on an Indo dive trip last weekend. Got turned around at the terminal, drove back home, and uh, dive trip. Yeah, dive trip. I can't believe it's actually places with clear water in Indonesia. Yeah, I know. It's surprising, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. But uh, he had so many waves over in uh, Queensland over, remember he was murfing through the floods? 
And like, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Johnny Murphy. Yeah, he got he got turned around, and um, yeah, it'd be shit house to look if you're by yourself. Not so bad, but if you've fucking got the family in tow, oh, you don't want to do it with the family. Fuck. So, T Bone, did you give us a Steve? Well, so yeah, I'm thinking about it, Steve. Yeah, you you go, Nami. Yeah, he was uh, the opening of um of airports. Was he, Steve? Well, no, just just the world opening up again. Well, uh, yeah, well that's a good one. Looking forward and getting back in the plane and leaving Australia again. Yeah, yeah, I'm um I'm gonna give my Steve Bone salute to um I don't know, yeah. Has you got something? I okay. know oh, okay. you got like four or five, haven't you? Uh, got a couple. Um, got a got a couple small ones. I probably should have thought about this before now. Uh, that's all right. No, I got a, I got some small ones. Go on. a couple of times. Uh, I'd like to give a Steve Irwin salute to Telstra payphones, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Did you know that Telstra payphones are like, free? Are fucking free? You knew yeah. that? I didn't yeah, know I knew that. that. And because mate, there's hardly any around anymore. Not gonna advertise that. No, well, mate. <laughs> and it was I was in Calvary, and then I just fucking I was going to the bakery, and I saw this because you just don't even see payphones anymore. Because who the fuck needs a payphone? And then it said, oh, all Telstra phone calls in Australia, payphones are free. They still like, exist. Yeah, they are still there. on. Yep. Yeah, where are they? In Calvary. Fuck. But, yeah. um, and Nalu's got a couple. You know, Nalu's got a couple. back in in Cornwall doing a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But mate, well, the $1 I, pound credit. Mate, three. so I rang a couple of people, even though obviously I've got free phone calls on my mobile, but it was just the novelty of it. And it was more a tip of the hat to a 16 year old Adzi. Doth of the cap. A doth of the cap to a 16 year old Namu T Boner Adzi. Could you imagine being 16, walking past a payphone and it said free phone calls to any, anyone in Australia? You would have seen him like, Fuck yes. You would have spent like five hours calling all your sex mates. Sex lines. Like, yeah, sex lines. Mate, prank calls. You Pretty would have been sure prank- we did that New Key Cornwall, Namu. <laughs> yes, I think so. You would have been prank calling everyone, calling all your mate. would have been the best thing you've ever seen in your life. Like, it was fucking that good. And I just thought it was amusing. So we, I called my mum and dad and, uh, yeah. And then it, and I'm surprised they answered because it probably came up as a private number, which normally you don't answer. But they did. Yes. And, uh, that was that was amusing. So that was a, a good one. Um. Another Steve Irwin salute, Bob Monkman. Um, Bob Monkman, the uh, cabinet maker extraordinaire, big wave, small wave, longboard, shortboard legend. Yep, he's uh, mate. He'd have to be early to mid seventies, I guess. Mm. Um, a fit, sprightly little man. Uh, he's been around the surfing WA scene for forever, from the fifties, sixties. I don't know. He's been he there indeed. a very long time. Uh, he's always a gentleman. Uh, he's a, he's a really nice dude. Fucking great surfer. Had an exceptional session with him, um, in one of my little Nalu sessions, just three to four foot. Just set that lunchtime shift when there was an ebb in the crowd and, and me and Bob were just trading sets. And, and, and after I'd just got, you know, a 250 meter ride, just watching Bob just flying down the road, down the line, um, light footed, uh, quick, um, powerful, smooth, graceful, drawing beautiful lines. He's riding like a 6'4 Kelvinator, so like a mini Mal 6'4 styled thing, still dropping the back knee on the odd cutback. And it was just Lovely. a beautiful thing to witness. And we would just chat on the way back out. And mate, we got about 10, 200 meter waves each in, a, in about an hour. And um, mate, he wasn't even fucking gasping for air. He was just fucking, it was ripping. And it was like really light winds and sunny. Life. It was fucking beautiful. It's um, life. Good to see him. A couple of sharks ruined our surf. Um, God made damn us it. come in. They weren't yeah. huge, but uh, 
they definitely, you know, buzzed past. And kept you on your toes. It was like, ah, oh, maybe it's time to just go and have a Vegemite clanger in the car park and reassess. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, so well, Bob Mugman, fucking legend. Well, and I think this week's uh, Steve Amosluk goes to Bob Mugman. Yep. Congratulations. Hey, um, remember you talked about Jack Madalena? Remember yes. that guy? Yeah, yeah. He, he won uh, his last year of C fight. Did he? Yeah, fucking nice. knocked this dude out. Yeah, that means he's won all right up. Shout out to Jack Madalena. Yeah, which yeah, he said he'd come in. Madalena. Maybe it's time to hit him up and get him to come down. He loves a surf and yeah. loves coming down in the southwest. So maybe I'll uh, send him a congratulations message. And if you're listening, Jack, congratulations on yeah. your recent exploits in the UFC arena. And, and then uh, one more yeah, quick, on. uh, Steve Irwin, because oh. we, we love the positives. Okay. The Durant sisters from the bluff. Oh, yes. Coral Durant. Um, QS domination. I think it, man, it, oh, there was there was three of them. I can't remember their names. Grabbed a little soundbite interview with them. Um, nice. But, man, they were just surfing so good out there. And, you know, I'd heard of them but never re- – hadn't paid much attention. And then since I met them and seen them surfing in the flesh, I was like, wow, these chicks are surfing good. They've lived this crazy, unique lifestyle of being born and bred at the bluff. Um, obviously, when it comes to big left-hand pits – they honestly... I saw a video of her yeah. pulling into a fucking massive wave. Yeah, that's right. And that's There's what I mean. There's talk of a um, Chopu wildcard. Oh, man. How old is she? Coral. Uh, like 18 or 19. Yeah, And then okay. she's got another sister. Charges. Mate, there's a lot. There's like eight siblings in the family. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And, uh, well, well, there's nothing else to do out there, is it? in the desert. What, yeah. else you <laughs> what are you going to do? Surf and root, right? <laughs> yeah, surf like, and root. you keep the flies away when you fucking get surf down? And root, you swat them with your bum. Clench your ass cheeks. Exactly. But, mate, um, since meeting her, then, yeah, I saw that same uh, Instagram clip of her just packing an absolute uh, on the thumping sound big, server, yeah. big, big left-hander. And, and it just made, made you realise that oh, it was one of these podcasts, again, that I was listening to today that was like, who would you give a cho- – a, a, uh, who would you give – no, they were talking about the Olympics at Chopu and they're like saying, who would you let represent Australia? And they said, I don't know, Bronte McCauley – or Willow Hardy, or Coral Durant. It's just like, mate, three. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Fuck, I'm getting all my surf news from Lips. Sick. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, Jimmy. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, mate, once again, doffer the cap to the West Aussie female Fuck surfers, yeah. goofy footers, who, when it comes to big left-hand tubes, like, mate, here's Willow Hardy, here's Coral Durant and her sisters that seriously literally take on make, the world's best yeah, and yeah, win. Yeah. They could win. They could win those ways. There's your Australian yeah. Olympic surf team. Yeah. Bronte McCauley and Cole Durant right there. Yeah. Or Willow Hart. We're, Willow Hart. Because it's that Chopes, obviously. It's that Chopes, fuck man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck those chicks. They would chick. dominate. They just, and they just had that beautiful feminine style while still having like lots of power. Mate, they were blatantly getting imagine better the, waves than me. Imagine if the IOC um, official just doesn't really know things and, and sees eight-foot Chopes and goes, yeah, fuck, we're on. Girls, get out there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How yeah. good would that be? <laughs> yeah, Even could. more reason for Bronte and, and Willow and uh, yeah. Coral to do yeah. well. Come on, the Aussie girls. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, that's uh, that's all me uh, Steve Irwin's for yeah, now. Six. So we're still going to give it to Bob. Yeah. Bobby Monkman. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah. He's a West Australian treasure. He is. Bob Monkman. And his daughter was a QS warrior too. Yeah. Talking of West Australian women surfers, yeah, she's, Holly uh, Monkman. She's still involved in the surfing industry, isn't she? Yeah, she's, she's uh, part of a um, surf school in Bali. She married a Indo a Bali fella. There you go. And uh, yeah, they run a surf school over there in Bali. So if you're ever over there, um, 
I think his name's um, Mare. Mare, uh, yeah. Or Katut, I'm not quite sure. On your man. Yeah, but, um, mate, yeah, Holly Monkman there, she's a freaking legend and she knows how to yeah, surf how as well. How are the West Australian female surfing yeah. fraternities fucking killing it? One of the pioneers. All over the place. Monkman. We've got Holly Brooke Monkman. Farris, who's like the CEO of Rip Curl, Tony's sister, and, yep. um, yeah, fucking smashing it. Good on and you, girls. The young up and Flip coming And then, um, oh, what's her name? Um, who went to the ISA World Games or, or whatever those World Games oh, were? Olive Hardy. Uh, well, Olive Hardy, but um, Willow's mate, um, oh, Campbell. Izzy, Izzy Campbell. Izzy, Izzy, Cam- Izzy Campbell. Izzy Campbell. Yeah, yeah. 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 who's over there charging and and um, yeah, man, Ruby. Ruby Berry, I don't Ruby. think she was over there, but geez, they, they yeah. charged. Right, looks I'm changing. I'm, well, I'm giving it to um, Bob, and I'll say that. No, you got to give it to Bob. You can't West take it. Australia- don't take it from Bob. No, all right. West Australian. Well, shout out to the West Australian yeah. Chargers West, in the the, uh, the Ferris yeah. X. Yes. Thanks for fucking dominating. Yes. Making, making everyone else look pretty bad. And just before, cause I feel like we're about to wrap it up. Obviously, we're going to wrap it up shortly. Yeah. We're going to keep this one under one hour and thirty. Not. Unbelievable. Today. Mate, um, you boys been getting some waves? I know I've been talking about all my waves. Uh, I even managed to come home from my holidays and go to work for one day before getting Mate, getting getting itchy feet and winter, the, going the, back the for some locals. The last few weeks have been fucking sick. It's been good. time in Western Australia. Yep. Um, How'd you go yesterday, Not mate? that it was good that you want to come here, so don't nah, come here. Nah, it's good um, relative, you know. Mate, I've been surfing out front. It's been fucking so fun. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I actually watched watched the Surfline Rewind, Surfline Cam Rewind this afternoon. It's good to see. Good. If you ever, you know, if, you, if you're surfing in a Surfline Cam Rewind uh, cam area, check yourself out. You can see how you surf. The cappuccino stretch today was fucking so much fun. Is that where you went? Yeah. Good old cappuccino it stretch. It was peaking everywhere. It was just left and right. Peak just that swell direction. Just peak, 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 peak. Peaky, peak, peak. Peaky blinders. Peaky, peak, peak. Peaky blinders. Yeah, so yesterday, obviously, you surfed early. I surfed middle and you surfed late. And T-Bone surfed there I too. I surfed about mid-morning. Oh, did you? Okay. Mid-morning. Did you guys not surf with each other? T-Bone says that gives you a yell when you're going to go, but I didn't give T-Bone a call. No, that's right. He never fucking gives me a call. We like arranged, oh, I'll beat your house at, at 7 o'clock, but I ring him and he's already gone. You guys don't surf <laughs> at 7 o'clock. Uh, T-Bone does, I don't. Not during winter. I'm, I'm, I'm asleep I must have been, yeah, gone a bit later now. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'd, fuck, I'd, I had a great surf yesterday. It was so fun. Really, really good. What I, board did you ride? Um, I was on that um, little BAM thing that I've got with the oh, five yeah. fins. Yeah, right. Mate, that thing. Tell you what. You'll need every fin for G-Land now, mate. Unit three. Well, you that boys are... That uh, thing is spicy. You guys, uh, that's a good point, T-Bone. You, mm. you two boys are off to G-Land with a couple of other uh, West Aussie legends in, in about a week and a half. So this could be... <laughs> Your last potty for a little bit before you go. What what sort of quiver are you thinking of taking to T uh, to G Land T Bone? Um, yeah, we touched on it last potty actually, but I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait till the day before. But I was surfing my sharp eye today, and, I, and I've decided I will definitely take my six one ghost Ooh. as my mm. sort of shortboard. That is, uh, well, it's going to be ten foot, so probably. Bigger boards rather than anything. Yep. Yeah, I'll uh, fuck not ten foot. No, that sounds a bit gnarly. But um, no, just my ghost mate, Pizel. You can't go wrong. My Sharp Eye Six Six, which is a seventy-seven plus model. Do you only ride 
boards that are from the world's best shapers that world champions ride, or do you ride? If other they stuff? haven't won the stab in the dark, T Bone's not <laughs> yeah. interested. Mate, I just fucking jump on the wagon, you know. Whoever wins the last <laughs> comp, I'm on it. Do you claim? Jack won fucking yep. Jay Land on a sharp eye, I'm on it. Yes, yeah, I've never never ridden a sharp eye, Channel Islands. Nah. Yeah, those nah. boards. I think I think I had a Channel Islands once. I ride I ride a um lost <coughs> a couple of times last year. Oh, yeah. Was a like a rad retro ripper or something. Yeah, I mean, they're the that. best shapers in the world, as he. Yeah. For pros. For pros, yeah. Not for, for pros, me. not for pros. Not for fat, fat gutted stoners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's uh, wrap this up. I'm taking a 6.9, a 6.3 and a potentially a mid-length. A long fish twin. Yeah, I mate. Believe. I was talking to Namu. I was talking yeah. to him into it going, fuck yeah, mate. Do it, mate. It's on your forehand. All fly right. down the line on that big railed thing. He's Fucking sick. massive shout out to Tiago Perez, who was guest, uh, T-Bone's guest on the last episode. Yeah, thank that was cool. Good interview, T-Bone. Yeah, that well done, enjoyable. mate. Enjoyable. Really, really good. He's yeah. a good dude. And yeah, um, yeah. shout out to Cheeky Monkey, Forrester Estate, Athletic Greens and Down South Physio, Eww. Trevor and the crew. Yep. What a quiver of fucking sponsors. Before we do cool. go, anything else, boys? Um, Mates, wishing you boys the best of luck in G-Land. I believe you're going to take a little one of our little recorders over there. Yep. Looking forward to some random rumble interviews. in the jungle. Yeah, a little rumble in the jungle. Just we'll see if we yeah. get a monkey fucking on the on the podcast. That'd be good. Yeah. Um yeah, just <laughs> mate, because you just in Take those sorts of places and get all busted up you just, and have a little chat. It it doesn't you don't need to bump into a pro. Um you d- I, d- I just like to hear the story of of the average man who's a who's a lifelong dedicated surfer which which you guys will there'll be plenty of them there so looking forward to you guys just having a chat with a few hardened fucking g-land warriors and seeing what, we, seeing what you come up with yeah man and hope you guys get some hope you guys get some pits thank you very much adam it's yeah. been a pleasure bringing you barrel surf podcast we fucking uh, honestly really appreciate everybody that does listen uh it turns out there's more than just our mums these days so that's you that's really sick um hope you enjoy it any feedback positive or otherwise hit us up at Barrel podcast at gmail.com or get us on the Instagram or the Facebook. You've been listening to Adzi, you've been listening to T Bone, you've been listening to Namu. Catch you next time.